everybody. Thank y'all for joining us tonight. I know some people are going to come on as we talk. So it is shared in all of our groups. So if y'all want to head over to Casera's Voice, it's there. It's on YouTube and it's on my personal page as well. So be sure that you share this. Um, please, 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 please share, share, share. So, hey, everybody. I am Hope Harmon. Thank you for joining us tonight at Act for Change with Hope Harmon. I am a change agent, an elected official, and an advocate for pretty much everything that is right. Living in South Georgia through open and honest conversation, my goal is to help change mindsets, perceptions, and call people to action. So tonight we have with us Malcolm King. He has been on before, and we are so grateful to have him back. He is the Outreach Coordinator at the Gateway Center in Cordell. The Gateway Center is a non is a nonprofit organization that provides 24-hour services in Chris Dooley, Wilcox, and Ben Hill counties and South Georgia for all victims of sexual assault. So the inspiration for this live is February was Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but this is a consistent issue year round. You know, we have these months that we raise awareness, but it's something that goes on all during the year. So, and even in reading the statistic that one in three teens have been physically, sexually, or emotionally abused by their partner. And that was just disturbing to me. And I felt like we need to have a live to talk about this and to inform parents about what's going on and really um, address this issue. So we're gonna have an open, open and honest conversation. And we're just hoping to reach potential victims. We're hoping to reach people who may be in this situation and we want them to get out. So we're gonna dive right in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let um, Malcolm tell us a little bit more about the Gateway Center because the Gateway Center is awesome, you guys, and it's something that we definitely need to support. Um, so go like their Facebook page, please, like their Facebook page, and we're just gonna let Malcolm tell us a little bit more about the Gateway Center and the services they offer. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot more uh, to add to what you said. Are you getting the echo? I'm getting the no. Okay, it's just on my end. Okay, Gateway Center is a child advocacy and sexual assault center. So my um, focus is on the sexual assault side, but we provide services for children who are victims of abuse, who are witness um, to abuse, for adults who've been uh, assaulted. We do not officially provide domestic violence services unless like uh, sexual assault is in tandem with the domestic violence just because of uh, how funding goes. Right. But don't really turn people away if they come in need of services. And um, speaking of how funding goes, all of the services that we provide are free. So if you come into our center, if you need help, uh, if you're a family member of a, a person who's been victimized, who's one of our clients, you can come in and receive services as well. Um, primarily a therapy for, you know, the auxiliary people, the, the, the family members, the secondary victims. Um, we have therapy services, sexual assault exams, we'll collect evidence, forensic interviews for kids to try to keep them out of the courtroom. Because, I mean, I'm sure as most of you watching know as adults, court is not a place you want to be. So imagine being a small child, you know, having to get up on the stand and talk. So we do forensic interviews that are court admissible. 
That way we coordinate with community partners, uh, law enforcement, DFACs, um, the prosecutor's office, uh, family connection, which is the way that this uh, connection came about. Yeah. Uh, thankful for. So yeah, we uh, pretty much all services for uh, victims of abuse. Like she, like you mentioned, 24 hour crisis line. So um, if you need something, if you're not sure if you're in a situation, if you know somebody who may be in a situation, please reach out to us. Um, like I said, 24 hours, there will be somebody there. You know, we're not a big organization, but there will be somebody there to assist you. And um, my rule of thumb, everybody, is always I would rather call and be wrong than to not call and something is really going on. So if you think somebody's in a situation, in a bad situation, please reach out because you are they're going to investigate and you would rather be wrong than to not say anything at all. And your loved one or your friend or someone, you know, is going through a terrible situation. So what is teen dating violence? All right. So when you're thinking of teen dating violence, you're looking at um, power and control. And this is going to kind of harken back to when we were talking uh, about domestic violence previously. It's all about uh, exerting power and control over somebody. So teen dating violence is a pattern of somebody like exerting, trying to coerce you or uh, force you to do things that you don't want to do. Um, in order to kind of dominate you. And the stereotype is we think about the movie, we think about the, the uh, it's not a WB anymore. What is it uh, showing my age? CW, those shows where, you know, the kids are always, you know, jacking each other up against the wall right. and stuff. You know, you think about it like that, you know, the argument, somebody gets slapped and begged for forgiveness, but not all, um, dating violence is physical. There are several different kinds. You've got, um, you do have the, the physical assault. Um, you've got sexual assault. You've got emotional abuse, which is huge. It's kind of one of the uh, ones I like to hone in on now. And digital abuse. Mm. Always connected kids don't get to escape like we did uh, back in the day. A lot of us, when you go home and you're cut off now, it's all the time your entire life is in your pocket so see so yeah, it's all different ways of somebody to uh try to dominate you in a relationship and uh, i want to make this point to parents that are watching who are saying to themselves well i don't allow my child to date just because you do not allow them to does not mean they are not <laughs> they these kids have access to social media they are texting. They are, I mean, at school, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of kids are back in school now. So don't think that just because we're talking about dating violence, that this isn't something that you need to listen to as a parent, because honestly, these kids are doing a lot more than we think they are, no matter how like we much we hover over them. So please, please, please make sure you share this. Make sure you um really listen to this conversation tonight. So how do we start to talk to teens about dating violence? And at what age should the conversation start? All right, so can I jump on the topic you said before about yes. dating? Okay, here here's a PSA uh, for, for everybody uh, watching. All right. So the uh, frontal cortex is the last part of the brain to finish developing. 
It does not finish until you are at least 25 years old. 25. Oh, wow. you know that, that controls. It controls stuff like determining good and bad. Is this good? Is this bad? It determines attitude. It determines how your personality manifests uh, as you as you walk around every day. Um, it determines like can you think of what the consequences will be long term for action that you're doing now, right? 25 years old. So these kids who are who are gonna go out, who are gonna talk, they're not bad, right? I don't want you to get the idea that you know you gotta flip a table over because you're being disrespected. No, no, they are <laughs> they are just underdeveloped and peer pressure is the elephant in every room they walk into, right? And hormones is the gorilla in the corner of that room. Yes. But these kids are dealing with a whole lot, right? So they're, they're spending more time with their peers most days than they are with you, especially pre-COVID and uh, God willing, post-COVID. Like right. More time with their peers. So they're going to talk about this stuff. They're going to have their boo, their bae, their partner, their significant other, that person who's going to be, be their, uh, their relationship partner in everything but name. They're not going to call them boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mm. Call them that they can't. But they still going to talk to them. They still going to fantasize about it. So I just want to implore you, start like, uh, retake your control, right? Accept it as a fact that it could happen and then work from there. How do you want them to communicate with you should uh, dating come up? Should they be thinking about going out and doing it? You don't want them to be terrified of you because if they're terrified when they sneak and do it and something goes wrong, you're never going to hear about it. All right. So that, that's me off my, my, my soapbox. Um, so as far as age, to start broaching the uh, topic, it's never too early. It's never too early. I think what we, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong here uh, as, as a parent, I think what happens sometimes is we think of poor, sweet, innocent babies. Yeah. When we think of relationships and dating, we dive to like the adult stuff. We get to the gory stuff first. I right. want my little sweet baby about that. They too young. They don't worry about their schoolwork and all this. Don't think of it like that. Think of it as their personal development. Start early talking to them about how somebody should treat them. Talk to them about how they should treat other people. Talk to them about um, establishing their boundaries, right? Teach them how to be respectful, teach them their own self-worth, like start there, teach them how to be a good daughter, son, uh, grandchild, brother, sister, friend, cousin, teach them how to be good in those relationships, teach them how those people should be treating them back so that you don't have to jump in the deep end of gory stuff. If you dating and they try to get handsy, now, by the time you get to that conversation, the, com the lines of communication will have been open for years. Right. 
and you got a self-actualized child who's living up to their full potential already. So you don't have to have a tough conversation with them. It's just, it'll just be a natural progression as you go. So don't don't jump gory first, right? Don't don't jump into the adult stuff. into it. <laughs> I got you. That's all really, really good. Look, I could sit here and listen to you talk about this stuff all day because it's so good. I mean, and I'm learning, y'all. As I as um the different people I have on, I'm learning too because I have a teenager and I'm. Got it. <laughs> These are necessary conversations, so I'm I'm learning as we go as well, parents. So what are some of the signs like red flags we should look for to recognize if our child is a victim in their dating relationship, boo, bae, whatever they got going on? What what should we kind of look for to know that something is not quite right? All right. So it's always going to be tougher because you're on the outside looking in when it comes to, to dealing with kids. But some of it is just uh, textbook stuff. Like if you're talking about physical abuse, look for things such as your child covering up when they didn't used to cover up. Right. If it's in the middle of summer and, you know, they're wearing long sleeves all the time or a jacket, it could be insecurity. You know, it, it could just be that, you know. People have body issues. Most most people have them. It could be that. Or it could be they're trying to cover up something. They're trying to hide something from you. They're trying to hide bruises and scars. Um, uh, another thing with physical is look for big changes like in their appearance. If all of a sudden hair is covering uh, the face, you know, what what is being covered by that? Like, why is this just a fashion tour, you just discovered Aaliyah, like what, what are you doing? Like have some conversations with them. Um, keep, not keep track of their property, but kind of be aware of what's happening. Uh, one of the things that happens with physical abuse is taking out, and this kind of ties into emotional abuse too, is taking out frustrations on their property or using their property like, um, as something you can hold over their head. Mm. So, you know, look, check on, on phones and, and stuff. You know, check to see if phones are being damaged, if computers are being damaged, if cars are mysteriously having flat tires. Because not everybody slashes tires. Some people will just let your air out to inconvenience you. You know, look for, for things uh, like that. With sexual abuse, I think you're going to still see... Uh, clothing like look for change if you start seeing them and they're dressing skimpier than they usually do mm -hmm. it, as uh as the, the old folks used to say it could be that you know they just got ants in their pants you know and, and they're yeah. a bit on the fast track right they're being coerced into into doing that um i'm not a big fan of diving I'm not a big fan of not allowing kids to have some level of privacy. I think it's healthy to let them develop a level of um, ownership over their own lives. But it's not a bad idea to check on their uh, their pictures and things like that. See if, if they've been sexting and that kind of thing. Because right. that is a big way that abuse can uh, abuse and exploitation can take place. 
because what will happen is they'll be coerced in the sexting or um, sending explicit messages, videos, and then that becomes leverage that's held over their head. And now they're they're being forced to do things they didn't want to do because this person has this thing. They can say, right. I'm just gonna if you don't if you don't do this for me. Um, that's another thing with sex. Um, checking checking next uh, big thing we talked about last time: domestic violence, strangulation, 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 strangulation. Less than the pressure to open a can of Coke. Nurse Katie taught me that. Less than the pressure to open a can of Coke can kill you uh, if it's applied to your neck. So check for for bruising around the neck, check for bruising on the arms, uh, torn and tattered clothing. Oftentimes people think it's okay to grab and, and shake and hold as long as they didn't hit. I ain't like I hit her, ain't like I hit him. So check for things like that that will show that somebody has been holding them uh, against their will. Um, I guess next is emotional abuse. And emotional abuse is easier sometimes from your end if you're around them because you'll see things like disrespectful name calling. So mm -hmm. if you're around a and somebody, oh, that's just a cute, that's just a cute name. No, it's not. He, he's putting you down or she's putting you down. Um, if they're always coddling the person they're in a relationship with, that is a, a big sign because at some point, something has caused your youth to think that they have to take care of this other person or this other person is super jealous. So they have to reassure them all the time. No, I'm not doing no, that's just a friend. No, I promise I did go home. I didn't go to the game. But what have if you see behaviors like that, it's uh, incredibly likely that either you have a child who is going down the codependent path, in which case you want to talk to them and kind of get them some help, get them to stand on their own two feet, or somebody's manipulating them. Mm -hmm. So you you kind of want to kind of want to nip that um, in the bud. Uh, talk to them about uh, threats. If they, if they ever hear threats, if they tell you that they have to do something, why do you have to do that? Well, he said to call you by this time. What if you don't call by this time? You know, ask ask the questions to see because for them it's just oh, this is the nature of the relationship. That's just how we talk. That's just how he is. That's just how she is. Whereas you on the outside looking in can recognize, nah, these are some uh, pretty domineering, coercive behaviors. Um, stalking, 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 stalking. And please stop me at any point. No, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just going I'm, to, I'm, trust me, like, I'm not going to stop you. All right, this, stuff, this stuff is my jam. So, so uh, a big one is knowing when and where your child is seeing the people who they interact with, even if it's a friend, because, and I just talked to some young adults about this last week, and I mean young adults, like, like around 20, and they are still in that mindset of a rom like a romantic movie, a rom-com, where stalking is sexy. That's how I show you how much I love you. Like, I have to be aggressive 
when you say no, you don't really mean no. You mean you want me to chase you. So I'm going to show up at your, if, if your team works, I'm going to show up at your job every day until you talk to me. I'm going to show up outside your house until you talk to me, until you give me uh, what I want. I'm going to call you 24-7 until you recognize how much I care. And it's not always that nice. Sometimes it's don't make me make a scene. I'll go everywhere you are and blow up your spot if I have to. I tell all your friends you went to all kind of stuff. I'll make a scene. Like you, you won't be able to walk into a room without me being there or worrying about me being there. These are things that, as I recently learned, uh, these are some unhealthy behaviors that I think Hollywood has really drilled into people's heads. If you just try hard enough, you'll win him over. You know, if you do enough stuff, you'll win her over. They love you. They just haven't realized it yet. So stalking is uh, <laughs> stalking is one you should you should really keep an eye out on. And a person that's happening to if they are in love or they think they're in love, they probably won't notice it um, up front. If they won't notice it is that. But then it's also important for parents to know realize if their child is actually the stalker, you know. Uh, because if your child is stalking someone, you definitely need to get them some help. I mean, there's no way that somebody should just be able to randomly go to people's jobs when they feel like it. Randomly just, oh, I'm going over their house. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. You're not. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, I think that's also, you know, the other way around is that parents also need to recognize if their child is the one that are that are doing these things to people because they definitely need to get them some some type of help. That's just that's scary. I'm just but this is all good to know. This is all really, really good to know. So should parents um report these things that are taking place? And if they were to report them like who would they report it to? Um I will say always, always, always create a paper trail. When you start talking about abusive behaviors, uh, most of the time you're talking about a person who's not stable anyway, right? It's probably not going to go away. The behavior is probably going to escalate. You're going to be dealing with stuff that's going to get worse and worse and, and more severe. So I would say that you should definitely um, start reporting. And if you don't feel comfortable contacting local law enforcement, uh, for whatever reason, start establishing your own paper trail. Start taking notes. Don't delete those uh, those nasty messages uh, that that come in, or uh, delete the track record of like way too many messages that come in, texts, um, calls, voicemails. Start keeping all that stuff yourself, so that should the police become involved at any point. You've got a history to show them what's going on. And, and by and large, you want to go ahead and contact your, your local law enforcement, because whatever happens, if something does blow up, local law enforcement is going to be who handles it. And you really don't want to have to go through the process all over again right. of 
like, oh yeah, you know, I called the sheriff this last time, but now I'm dealing with, you know, PD or I went to talk to the, you know, I mean, no offense here when I say this, but I went and got advice from the pastor. I've only been talking to the pastor, but now it's a criminal thing. And now I've got to start the process all over again because, you know, the, the, the two don't intersect. So absolutely get your local law enforcement involved. And I do have, let me uh, pull up if you don't mind. No, you're fine. And I also want to make a point to people. If you go talk to your pastor, it's okay to pray, but you need to take some action too. Go to the police too. He go. He can go with you. He or she can go with you. <laughs> like, don't absolutely. pray and go to counseling and also report it. So when you are dealing with um, children who are um, 17 and under, you can reach out to the your local child advocacy center. So for Chris Blue Hill Wilcox, that's us at the Gateway Center, which you'll have our information, uh, I guess, towards the end of, of this live interview. But CACGA, Child Advocacy Centers of Georgia, if you go on their website, CACGA.org, or call them at 770-319-6888. Eight eight eight. They will have a listing of all fifty-two child advocacy centers um, in the state of Georgia. So you can go there and you can find out what your, your local uh, center is, and you can reach out to them. Hopefully, what will happen when you reach out to law enforcement is that law enforcement handles it. I know with us, it, it might be good to let us know what's going on, and you may need counseling because of what's going on, but. We cannot officially serve the kid until law enforcement is involved because any crimes related to children is mandated uh, reporter. So can you tell me that website one more time? I'm gonna type it in the chat. Sure. It is C A C G A Child Advocacy Centers of Georgia.org. C A C G A dot org. Okay, and what's that phone number? The phone number is 770-319-6888. Okay. So everybody knows web, the website and that phone number is in the chat. So please make sure if you're in need of those things that you, you go there because we want to make sure that if your child or anyone is going through this that we get them the help that they need to get out and stay out so if maybe because we we talked about earlier the importance of parents having open relationships and conversations with their children but we know that's not always the case so if a child or teen doesn't feel comfortable telling their parents about what they may be going through um what they're suffering through um who is somebody that you can suggest they could maybe tell? Uh, and um, are there any other hotlines they may be able to call? But I know you just gave us the number, so I posted that. Well, actually, I have some separate numbers uh, for that. There are two great um, programs and organizations um, in the state now. Let me pull this up. All right, so the first one is... Um, Breaking silence, and I love breaking silence. They usually uh, they send me like a box of like 500 cards that I can hand out when I go into the schools 
okay. on occasion. And so what Breaking Silence does is they provide support, um, referral sources, counseling and outreach assistance for you as uh, the person who's in a tough romantic situation or if you have a friend who's in one and you would like to provide resources for them. Okay. Now, the, the beautiful of, of uh, Breaking Silence is they have a hotline that you can call and they have a text line. And both of those are free for you to contact them. So if, uh, and it's all anonymous. So if, if you're a teen who would prefer to text because you really don't want to get on the phone, you know, you're socially awkward, you're not quite ready for that stage yet. You can text them and talk to someone, uh, or you, can, like I said, you can call and, and get a live person uh, to to talk to. And another one is, is it, am I on the second one? Yes, uh, is love. Yeah, the number for the breaking this um breaking silence. I can go ahead and put that in the chat. It's yes. Good. So their hotline number is seven zero six five four three 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 one. Okay. And their text line is 706. Wait, just a minute. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't see you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay. And their, their text line is 706-765-8019. Okay. And the second one is very similar. This one is uh, Love is Respect. And they have a website, loveisrespect.org. And they also provide 24-hour information, support, referral services, and all that good stuff for, you know, people, te teenagers. They, they all tend to focus around, you know, uh, teen, teens to young adults. So um, early teens, or at the beginning, 13 to like, mid twenties. Oh, okay. Your uh your brain is still forming, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh Love is Respect has the resources for you again as the victim. Um if you have a friend or if you're a parent and you're looking for guidance, you think it's going on with your kid, you're not quite sure. So they also have a, a text line, they have a hotline and they have a website chat if you go to their love respect dot org page there's a chat link down at the bottom you just jump on it and, and type with them if you would like okay and what is um what is their number so i can go ahead and type it in absolutely so their hotline is one eight six six three three one nine four seven four Nine four seven four. Okay, and then there's text. Uh, to do that text line, text love is L O V E I S two 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 five two two twenty two five twenty two. All right. Those are um, both really great resources to have. So we're going to make sure that we definitely um, push those out and tell people about them and make sure that we know um, 
that we know like communities and schools here and also Family Connections knows about them as well. So they can definitely um, tell kids about them. So um, I'm sorry, I'm like all over the place. So is there anything else that you want um, teens and parents to know about um, teen dating violence? I would just like people to know one of uh, the slogans at Gateway is it should not hurt to be a child. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we feel similarly about like dating and relationships when it comes to stuff like sexual assault and violence. None of this should hurt. Nobody deserves to be a victim. It, it is <laughs> it is not possible. Uh, one of our big struggles is uh, reconditioning people who still have a victim blame mindset. You can equip kids with tools, right? Like it's your front door. If your front door is unlocked because you forgot to lock it, that does not mean you deserve for your house to be robbed. Exactly. Like, Kids are going to do dumb stuff. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to be pressured into places and situations that they shouldn't be in, right? That does not then give somebody the right to dominate their body. It doesn't give somebody the right to um, coerce them into doing something that they, don't, that they don't want to do, right? It doesn't give somebody the right to manipulate them or lie to them to get something from them. Right. So it's never it's never your fault. If you're a parent, it's not the kid's fault. Your your job is to support them. And I would implore parents. I know it's hard, but should it happen to your kid, focus on support and not on revenge. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a law enforcement officer. So nothing I say is legal advice or uh, a threat to put you in jail. Right. I'm, I'm right. just. I'm just shooting straight with you. I would advise you just person to person that that child is going to need you more in the event this happens to them than they're going to need you in jail exactly. for and killing somebody that disrespected them or did something wrong. That's what, that's what the legal system is for. That's what I'm for. That's what Gateway Center is for. And wherever you are, uh, Wayne's, Liberty House, Lighthouse, Roos Cottage, we're all over the place. And we're here to, to help get exactly. Yeah, to, to get that stuff done and reach out to places like us. Get the counseling that they need. Um, look for programs. Like I know 4-H and a lot of our communities uh, does relationship smarts where they don't just focus on um, dating violence and stuff, but they focus on the lead up to that stuff. Look for programs like that that they can go into and interact with, with other people. Look into some group counseling forum. Focus on, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube after it's out. Focus on their recovery after it happens. And know that you're not alone. It's happening all the time. Uh, there are going to be some people listening to us talk right now who I said some things earlier where they're like, hey, right? 
I remember being forced to do something I didn't want to do, or I remember sending a picture I didn't want to send, or I remember somebody grabbing me and saying it was my fault. I hit you because I love you. Why you make me so crazy? Like all these things that are happening to people all the time. It's super common. We just don't talk about it. So yeah, you're not alone. And use your resources. And don't kill anybody, please. Oh, yeah. Please don't kill anybody. Please let the people in place to help you help you. So tell me what are some ways that we can support the Gateway Center and also give me the Gateway Center contact information because I want to put it in the chat as well. So if anybody is um, on tonight and you need to reach out to the Gateway Center, we're going to put the information in the chat and you can reach out to them directly. You don't have to go through me or anything like that. You reach out to them directly and they are there 24 hours to help you. Oh, thank thank you very much for imploring people get to, to, to follow us. Um, the main thing, uh, like I said, I think last time we talked was get the word out. Uh, it's always nice for us to get uh, donations because all of our services are grant funded, but grants are super strict. Yes. So there are certain things we can't pay for. So if you make a, a donation to us, it's going to pay for um, waiting rooms snacks for the parents as they wait for their kids to get interviewed or an exam or if a mother has to come in for an exam snacks so that her kids can eat if we got to put somebody in the sheriff's patrol car and send them to a domestic violence shelter we're going to feed them before that. we're going to put clothes on their backs so that's the kind of stuff that donations pay for so we, we always welcome donations but the big thing is to let people know that we're here and that we're providing these services. We're providing therapy. Uh, we're providing advocacy for people who are in need of assistance after a terrible event, um, the exams, the interviews. Just get the word out. If you know somebody who's in an abusive situation, send them my way. If you don't think you can convince them, um, maybe talking to somebody at Gateway. Right. And convince them. Um that's the main thing. Our website is gatewaycentercordill.org. Go to our website. Look around at all the stuff that we have to offer all the services we provide. Share it with somebody you think that might need it. Um, follow us on Facebook, as Hope mentioned earlier. If you would like to donate to us, there are a couple ways you can do it. Again, I got to pull this up so I don't say it wrong. All right, so we're on Venmo at TGC Donations. So it's like the Gateway Center Donations, TGC Donations. Uh, we're on PayPal at donations at gatewaycentercordial.org. And Put that uh, PayPal on one more time for me. Sure. Donations at gatewaycentercordial.org. I want to make sure we share all this good information. And um, is there something else? I feel like there's something else. Their hot, your hotline number. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. So our regular office hour number is 229-273-0600. The hotline is 
And the beauty of this is it doesn't matter which number you call. At okay. any time. So if you're in a crisis situation and you only remember our office line number, totally fine. Call the office line. So somebody will get the, the, uh, the call. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Malcolm, once again, for taking time out of your schedule to have this discussion with me tonight. Y'all make sure, please make sure you go follow them on Facebook. Please make sure you get these num get good numbers and resources that I posted in the chat. And um, I really look forward to having another conversation with you really soon about some other things <laughs> that I have in mind. Um, please, everybody, be sure to follow my advocacy page, Casera's Voice, as we continue to seek justice for Casera and others who have lost their lives due to violence. Also, be sure to subscribe to Act for Change with Hope Harmon on YouTube and Anchor for the latest episodes. Thank y'all so much. Be sure to share, and y'all have a great night. Good night, everybody.